0: His time, and I know he's fired up and ready. So why don't you guys give it up for Mr. Mike Lee this morning, brother? Love you, man. I'm taking my mana pack. You don't get it. Broke my pen. You guys do me a favor. I'll stand up. You see the the gift, right? Samaritan's purse, convoy of hope, devastation on the East Coast seems overwhelming. Seems too much, right? Lord, how can we? But by the Spirit of God, by the Spirit of God, listen, we have the Word of God. Jesus said, it's better that I leave, that the Spirit will come, and He will show you and lead you. You guys believe that? Well, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost right now for a moment, just for a moment. We're just talking about time, just for a moment in God. We thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Lift it up to Him. Hallelujah. Nothing without Him. Everything with Him. He is in me, and I am in Him. We thank you, Lord. You are well able. In one moment, you created all things. We're stirring it up. Hallelujah. You feel that? Hallelujah. All things are possible. All things are possible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are well able. You have endued us with power from on high to be a witness. There's nothing that cannot be done to those that believe. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. You are above all. Woo! Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We praise you. Hallelujah. I will tell you today by the Spirit that your debt is nailed to the cross. Whatever has been an affliction in your life, the blood has been shed. The debt has been paid. There is a bill. Picture any bill that you have. You can't see your debt because it has been blotted out. By the blood of the Lamb and nailed to the gates of the city. So anything the enemy brings against you, see that image clearly in your mind that that has been paid and established by the kingdom. It is blotted out and paid. By the Spirit of God, whoever is here and you are doubting, I will tell you by the Spirit that you can have what the Word says you can have. That you're frustrated, that it's binding and grinding and irritating. But by the Spirit of God, I will tell you, as a prophet, you can have what the Word says you can have. Amen? Thank you, Lord. All of these things, as we look around the world, It seems too much, but God is more than enough, amen? We believe, and therefore, we have, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You could be seated. I didn't want to miss the opportunity because over the last two days, the Spirit, listen, the Spirit was just stirring, and I cannot... We get into the mechanics. We talked a lot about this in the discipleship this morning. The mechanics of our faith, especially as men, very mechanical. And in the mechanics, we miss the Spirit. Without the Spirit, we can't do anything. I will tell you that I have the opportunity because pastor is off being refreshed. Pray for him and believe for him to come back refreshed. Just pray and believe that we believe we have all things. But I get to step into the office, the honor and privilege to step into the office. And I will tell you by the Spirit of God, I have a word of deliverance for you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, the Spirit of God has a word of deliverance for you today. Listen, if you believe, if you believe that all I can do is distribute out of the office and I have great confidence in the anointing of the office to bring revelation to you. But it is up to you to grab those keys and unlock whatever it is that's holding you. So I will tell you, just as a quick side note, um, I ran into a dumpster door. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. See, that's just me, that's not the spirit. (laughs) That was all in the natural, there wasn't anything spiritual about it. (laughs) I was going, you know, I was getting some boxes. You can't find boxes behind the store anymore because everybody's into recycling. So I had to go dumpster diving. It was awesome. Go into the recycle bin. So I ducked under the door. Imagine a big recycle bin right here, and the door opens like this. So I came around here. I got the boxes. I turned and went, wham! And it just went right down my face. Isn't it nice? But it gives me the opportunity. (laughs) Um, So because there are many of you that I don't know... My background is from intellect. Okay, Just a quick testimony. Any of you familiar with the Bay Area? 280, right? On 280, as you go down to San Jose, there's this big, long building that crosses 280. That is the Stanford University Linear Accelerator, where they do research on the atom. They break up the atom and look at the parts. My dad worked on the original one of that in Stanford University. Down in the catacombs, really cool stuff. My mom comes from a history of nursing. Her youngest sister is the director over one of the departments at Syracuse Hospital. Her husband is one of the leading physicians in the city of Syracuse. That's my history. I come from a big IQ background, but I'll tell you, my family blew up when I was six like the space shuttle. So most of my instinct is survivalistic. If you're a believer here, you are not called to live as a survivor. You are called to be a provisionary, a son, a daughter of whom everything is given to you so that you can go promote the vision of the house. Does that make sense? Now, out of all of my history, I went to, I changed high schools. I was going to like a fast times at Ridgemont High High School, started getting into drugs, moved down to Palo Alto where Bill Walsh and Ger- all those guys live, super, super affluent. Um, the IQ, the, the per capita income went up and the drugs just got better so I was involved now I went from my mother who became a hoarder because of her background and her past I grew up in that moved to my dad's house who had moved away from my mom and went in and moved into Palo Alto where his rule was you can do anything just don't do too much probably not a good idea for a teenager to define what too much is and is not so whatever was available and it was all available I did it, the most restrictive rule in our house was no cocaine, ooh, so (laughs) I've been involved in it all, okay, and I came from that, moved around, bounced around, got out to Las Vegas, got into the fast lane, did the nightlife, complete contradiction of terms, young people let me tell you and save you a ton of heartache, there is no life at night, there is no light in the darkness. We can go be light to the darkness, but there is no life in the darkness, all right? That should save some of you an immense amount of heartache and experience, which your heavenly Father has given you this blood covenant to keep you from that type of knowledge and understanding. We were never supposed to know any of that. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was set away from us, and we chose anyway. And then the heartache and the sweat and the turmoil and the bruising, all of that started. So in this environment, with all of my intellect, and I will tell you at one of the best academic high schools in the nation, I could go in there blowing about a 0.22 blood alcohol content and pull C's without even trying. So I learned how to go half speed because I was naturally gifted with an IQ better than average. So for me, my challenge is pressing through driving through God has given me a tenacity a no-quit attitude but through all of this I learned how to become a performer because if I perform then you will like me accept me and I will find value in that so listen I came at a point in Las Vegas where I was completely done if I was as smart as I was my life was going down the cliff anybody else been to that place where your life is on track, it's open throttle, and you can't stop it. And I could not stop it. And the voice was just going, Mike, if you're this smart, why can't you hit the brakes? Why are you one decision away from the gutter? If you are smarter than all these people, why is gravity taking over at mock speed and there's nothing you can do? So I just went, you're right. And I backed off. I moved from a bartender bar back on Saturday To the lead bartender in one of the hottest clubs in Las Vegas, Friday night show, did the whole thing. Got into management and just walked, I can't do this anymore. Listen, here's the key. This is not me, okay? This was not me. This was not what I was meant to do. And so I backed away and right then my wife walked in. And I believe in love at first sight because I've experienced it and I'm living in it still. So I accepted that, and lo and behold, she had just accepted Christ. So through all of my intellect, the solution walked in and made no sense at all. That's the way he works. There's a word of deliverance for somebody right there. It doesn't have to make sense to you. As a parent, you know the things that you're asking your kids to do. They don't need to understand it all. They just need to believe that you have their best interest in mind listen God died for you to have success God died for you to have freedom he sent his best and delivered his son so that by his blood you could be free of all things so there's plenty of you that are questioning why you don't listen never stop asking God ever ever ask him again and again you ever wonder why we repeat ourselves as parents read it rejoice again I say rejoice Be strong and of good courage. And again, I say, be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and of good courage. We repeat ourselves with our kids because God has to repeat himself to us. Amen? It starts right here. Nothing greater than the tabernacle in my heart. Amen? Woo! I want to bring a message to you this morning. I think I covered all that. Ma'am. Go with me back to Deuteronomy 6 real quick. Sean, if, if, for you visitors, I'm so thankful that you're here. We try to tell the people in the parking lot, your body language should say to anybody showing up, this is the best decision you have ever made. Coming to the house of God, opening yourself up to a truth, letting God come and speak to your life. Amen. So Deuteronomy, go back to that scripture that Sean had for you. Deuteronomy 6, 12. You know, if you read this as a book, it will give you knowledge. It might give you understanding. But if you ask the person, the headship of your heavenly Father, the Son, Jesus, my Savior, if I ask Him to show me something, then words start jumping off of the page. Ideas start hooking themselves into my heart and my spirit, right? So it says... On verse 12, beware that you forget the Lord, which brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I will tell you today that there is a word and a spirit of deliverance in the house today. That the spirit for your deliverance is available. There's a scripture that said Jesus showed up to the house And there was the anointing for healing, but he could not do many miracles because of their unbelief. So the miracle is not up to Jesus. The power is sitting at the outlet ready to go. It's up to what I believe in my heart. Amen? So if you flip to your outline, it says on the front, being careless. Now, before you look at your outline, just think of that word care. What if I came and called you, you're just careless. You're just careless. What does that mean to you? right? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a bad thing, right? I have no care. I don't even care. Dude, you don't even care. What's the matter with you? I've heard that as a friend. You don't even care. Well, do do you guys understand that in our nation today, words are being changed? Ideas are being transitioned. That if I stay here and I move here and here and here, within a moment, I'm going to be all the way over there. So definitions are being shifted, Politics is taking words and shit. We're being told that marriage has to be. That if you do not believe that a marriage is between a man and another man, that you're a hater, discriminatory, a bigot, and a narrow-minded person. Now, that's what I'm being told. So I have to know what I believe in, or I will get pushed back. Shock and awe, right? I show up. I got robbed when I was in Vegas. The guy came out of the kitchen with a mask and a gun. And he... "Ah!" What is he doing that? Get me to back up. And then he takes my ground. That's what we're up against. Amen? Listen, you are the body of Christ. The answer that is within you is the answer to all mankind. We are the body. The belief and the faith will go no farther than our belief to push out and take that back. Amen? So... You are in an ongoing battle for your thoughts, for what you think, okay? Just for your thinking. If you watch the news, how many of you guys have elected to not watch the news anymore? Too depressing, right? Listen, it's too much. I can't handle it. Lie from the pit of hell. Lie. You are designed on purpose to handle these problems. Whatever problem you are designed to handle, you have everything within you to handle it. Amen? Battle for your thoughts. Constant fight. Listen to this. To persuade. To direct or redirect your thinking. Your beliefs and therefore, get this now, your hope. Your hope. Your hope. Nobody else's but yours. You are salt and light by anybody that confesses Jesus as their Savior. You are the salt and light. You are. I am. Whoever believes that, that's up to you. Good thing you guys aren't up here because spit is going everywhere. Man. Listen, by changing your thinking, this is a socialistic or a communistic strategy approach available and active in our nation right now, okay? By changing your thoughts and beliefs and removing and diminishing your hope, I change your influence. Is that true? If I get you to doubt, and you're the hope, if I get you to doubt, what happens to that hope? There it goes. Now listen, the word is never for me. So for those here in deliver- that need deliverance, which is me, listen, half of the time, anybody that's ministered, half of the time is for you, half of the time the word goes out and comes right back and hits me right between the eyes. Amen? So half of the time I'm preaching as much to me as to anybody else. If I lose my influence, it's to me to go through me and then go out for them Jesus knelt in the garden and said whatever you want for them for the joy that was set on the other side I will endure the sacrificial I will endure the shame and the persecution so that these so that you guys don't have to and because you don't have to you are now the light and the salt to go out and go hey guys you don't have to endure this there's hope Look at what, and listen, my lifestyle will speak to that hope. Amen? I got like 20 minutes, I haven't even gotten the open page. <laughs> the only power, here's freedom for somebody right here. The only power the devil has over you is the influence of your thoughts. There is no greater. He does not control you, he submits thinking to you. And you desire out of the temptations or the desires or the bondage or the survival nature. You identify with that thought. You pick it up. And now you're bound. You have freedom here. Thought back into bondage. This could be anything. This could be television. It could be football. Driving. My co-workers. My relationships. My tongue. My, it could be anything for you. But the only thing the devil has is thought influence. And with that, Sergeant Anthony was here, what, two weeks ago, right? He said the threat to Israel, as a representative of Israel that has fought on the front lines as an Israeli against the enemy to Israel, weapons, shooting, deaths. He said the bigger threat is to the mindset of our college campuses. Isn't that amazing? Okay? Okay. So, (laughs) constantly driving thoughts into your mind, okay? Trying to get you to question, listen now, your spiritual understanding. In the spirit, you know. In the mind, which is one of the parts of the soul, you think. And you reason. And there's emotion. So which one do you think the enemy will attack? Your reasoning. Because through your reasoning and your thinking, you can quiet the voice of your spirit. Amen. That's why after all of this stuff, all of the Samaritans, all of these sorts of things, listen. It starts to shake us in our thinking. But in my spirit, I know, I know. Listen, those boxes are going to those kids with a message of hope. For listen, you change that kid, you get his whole generational line. You get three generations right there with one kid, one box of hope. Woo. Okay. It happened in the garden. With the first female, men, do not hop on this, okay? The enemy is strategic. Any guy that has ever been in the military knows there's a strategic vantage point for victory, just for victory. He approached the woman. Fellas, please get a clue. If there are things talking to your wife, you better be aware of what's being spoken into your wife. You better be aware. And take proper spiritual covering, not in oppression, not in manipulation, but in the spirit, I can speak truth to lie. Amen? He came to her. He was getting the assigned authority into trouble, and it shifted over to the Adamic nature, which was never supposed to be partaken of. Amen? So, with the election that is upon us, there is a premium on truth. Would you guys agree with that? Have you heard that both parties there really isn't a strong feeling, either one or the other, that we have to choose as a lesser of two evils? Would you agree with that? Listen, I consider myself a Republican. I'm not all in. I'm not. It's hard. I have to go, I have to vote my conscience. These are big decisions that starts to give way to my thinking, which then becomes dangerous. Because when I start thinking, my spirit stops talking. Does that make sense? That was pretty good right there. We're not even in your your outline. (laughs) There is a serious lack of what to believe, giving over to what people think. Listen, people's eternity hangs in the balance. So it's important to stay focused on the battle strategy. That's why I came up and started to get back in the spirit. Let's worship in the spirit. I don't want to do a thing. Listen, I can't do anything for you. Except point you to the Spirit. Point you to the Word and the Holy Ghost. Amen? Jesus said it's better that you guys go to the Holy Ghost. If Jesus said it, think he's pretty good advice, right? We're going to hit a little bit on thinking. Proverbs 27.3, as a man thinketh in his heart. Where's his thinking coming out of? His heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, that sounds pretty lofty, right? You guys familiar with Proverbs 27? Anybody? Is this talking about a good guy or a bad guy? This guy that they're saying, this is about a rich man that's evil. What is the root of all evil? The love of money. Because with money, I have power in the natural. And I become my own deity. I become my own idol, right? So this man, the Proverbs are saying... If you're looking at that guy and seeing anything that you want to esteem, as you think in your heart, so will you be. And it's comparing us to the evil man that I can look and covet out of my mind. I can think out of the motives of my heart. I want to be rich. I want to be that guy. You are now over into the love of money, and you are now devoid of the promise. Does that make sense? Kind of getting a little deep right there. Turn with me to Matthew 6. And this is where the backbone came. You know, I had a whole message all set up. So I was supposed to preach last week, and pastor called me and said I have a word from God. So I said, no way, pastor, are you doing that? That's my week. (laughs) 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 Nah, I didn't say that. was jokes. He's got jokes. There's no way that I would stand in in the way of, first off, of my pastor or of somebody that believes they have a word for the congregation. And so I had it all set up. And then in, the, in this last week, I thought I wasn't going to preach till January 1st. And so I got a call from my son. said, I just got done talking to Sean. And he said, You're preaching Sunday. Uh, this was Wednesday. Now listen, time is not the factor, okay? Like Sean said, we got to have time. Mike's got to have time. I don't, I don't have to have time. The Holy Ghost can do something in a split second, eternity is not based on time. Eternity made by my Father created time for us. But we think in time, God can do anything that quick. Doesn't need me to do that, okay? But in doing this, I went out and prayed, God called me, and this thing came out within moments, two pages. And it started to stir, okay? Matthew 6, verse 25. It says, anxiety and God's kingdom. Before that, from 19 to 24, it says possessions and masters. So the things that are hitting our nation, no matter what your theology and your doctrine, about us being a heathen nation, about us pushing God out, whatever is happening, look, I don't know. Dad hasn't revealed that to me. I don't know. I am a house distributor. I am one of those prodigals. When the prodigal came home, the father fully received him. I am engrafted into the branch. I was a Gentile. I am now an adopted son to the king. My father is a monarchy. He is the king of all. Okay, So in that, when I, got received, when I received Christ, he ran to meet me. He put a robe on my shoulders, sandals of peace on my feet, and gave me the ring of authority. To do the things that he has ordained for me to do. So I don't have to know why any of this stuff is happening. When Sergeant Anthony was up here, one guy came up and said, Now, this man's an Israelite. He's a Jew. He is not a Messianic Jew. But one man came up and said, Hey, I've read the book. We win. Right? Now listen, I've read it. We win. It does say that it's going to get crazy. Listen, not crazy now, crazier. But you're the hope. You are the hope in the midst of the crazy. Listen, in every storm, there is a center eye of where there is perfect peace. I will ask you, be the eye of the storm. Be at perfect peace while everything around you is flying around. You know why? Because the world is looking for an answer. They look to our potentially elected leaders. There's no peace there. There's conflict and chaos and turmoil and questioning and confusion. Okay, then that ain't God. Galatians says that's not God. Anything that brings confusion is not from me. I am the author of peace. So listen, each one of you has a compass in you that points to peace. So wherever you're going, whatever decisions, whoever that is that you're supposed to talk to, there is a direction of peace. That is drawing you close to that. So I step out in peace. Listen, I'm sitting right here this morning. God starts to say things. I know it's the word of the Lord. What do you think starts to happen in my mind? Oh, come on, Mike. You know what you're going to do? You're going to try to verify your own message. You're going to try to put a thumbprint on God. Did that word minister to anybody? Listen, I know that. Because I've been with him. I know that because in the spirit I have confidence. Amen? So this says, 25, I tell you, take no thought for your life. That word thought right there means to be anxious. Right? Be troubled with cares. Do you know in this, this is in the English, right? What was the original language here? No. Greek. Greek. It's in the Greek. Have you guys ever spoken to somebody that speaks another language? Anybody? And you go and say, hey, um, what is dude, how do you say dude in Chinese? And they go, uh, we don't have a word for that. <laughs> right? And they go, we can't translate that. So in translation, is there the potential that things get lost? This word thought, take no thought, means don't be anxious for anything. What is the root word of anxious? anxiety. You know, the root of that word, it's pretty fascinating, is to strangle. It's to choke out. It's to come in now. Strategic fighting means if I can come and I can stop your breathing, I will choke you out. And guess what? You have no value now. You're not a threat. So those of you that are having anxiety in these voices that are speaking to you from circumstance, mind you are only coming to talk to you to choke out your ability to be the hope that Christ died for you to be. That was good right there. Hallelujah. Woo! (laughs) The root means to divide or separate, okay? I am not to be anxious. Listen now. In this day, in this hour, you have to believe. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to. But if you believe that God puts you here in this nation... This county, this city, at this day and this time, don't you think he knows what he's doing? And there is a stirring in us to stand up and be what he died for us to be. Jesus said, I would rather step away that you will receive the Holy Spirit and he will empower you to be bold. To simply say, you know what, brother, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know God's in the middle of it. Whatever it is that he's asking you to say, or better than speaking, just be. Amen? In the craziness. And listen, I lost my house. I get it. Our equity went away in a moment. We were on the top looking at, hey, what kind of, what color car do you want? And we didn't do anything, in my opinion, anything wrong. And all of a sudden... I'm giving stuff back, and I'm happy. <laughs> and you go, wait a minute. We just got done praying the, prayer, praying the prayer of Jabez, enlarge my territory, expand my boundaries, God. Bring it, Lord, bring it. And we brought it, and then we gave it all back. <laughs> and you're going, I don't, look, what meaneth this? But listen, I think, <laughs> <laughs> anybody else but me? <laughs> look, I know this is not just me. And, and listen, I'm the hope, and I know that. And I'm just going, man, this is crazy. But if I go and I whine, and I complain, and I cry, and I don't know the faith of the people that I'm speaking to, then I'm speaking detriment against my Savior. Do you understand that? They need to see me have confidence no matter what. I just didn't know it was going to cost me my house. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in your outline, it says, don't care for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or for your body, what you shall put on, or what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, everybody here is in one of those bullet points. Every one of you here has been giving thinking to those things. He says, don't do that. We'll get to the answer here, okay? Look at verse 32. I think this is very interesting. It says, for after all these things, verse 31, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we be clothed with? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. So listen, the Gentile is one that's away from the promise. They're outside of covenant. They are non-covenant people. Did you know that there is faith belief right now that looks at you regardless of your confession of faith as a Gentile, and they're a parasite on the planet. There is active faith right now that we are told by our nation we have to embrace everybody. I'm sorry, I have trouble embracing someone that wants me dead, that thinks that I am the parasite like Hitler looked at the Jews. He said, you deserve to, if we exterminate you, we will do social justice. There is faith that is growing on that. Now, I was a Gentile, I'm adopted in as the wild branch, grafted into the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, I believe that, and that gives me confidence. I'd ask you, what do you believe? Because you will be giving testimony to the circle of influence that you have, that God has ordained you to stand in, that God has given you the light and the salt and the hope to go speak to them, to go let your life speak as a living letter. Does that make sense? Seek first. Seek first. verse 33 here's the answer you go mike look at all these problems and he says look don't do that here, here, here hold on guys hold on this is in the red right this is jesus speaking to the people he said look at it. don't think about this don't think about that don't do that look at stay away from that here's what you do you want an answer seek first the kingdom and his righteousness first first things first right that was the message that I was going to put out. Pastor came in and switched the order of the service, right? Any of you ever been in a church before, another church besides this? Yeah. Is that something that pastors will just come do is switch order around? Yeah. I got one yes yeah. and very, and more, more let me, more, do uh, you guys agree more no than yes? Yeah. The pastors do not want to mess because if I mess with you, that affects, we don't have the offering buckets up here, but that affects the offering, right? Because if I switch things around, it throws you out and you go, oh, I can't believe he did that. And you leave, right? My pastor said God put it upon his heart to put God's worship first. The ministry worship, right? That's a bold move from a man of God. Because that means he is not dependent on you, which is what we are supposed to be. Listen, I'm not dependent upon the job site. I'm dependent upon him. He sends favor out, and he gives us jobs, and he gives us contracts. Listen, we had a contract with a prison, a two-year contract, to show up and just get paid. And there was a, the guy that was over the facility is a pastor. And we went out to lunch, and we talked about Christ and ministry and everything. And I'm in completely good with the abatement company. We do environmental hazardous materials, blah, blah, blah. We have this thing almost worked out. I mean, there's money and how profitable and all this stuff, and I'm right in the middle trying to keep this kumbaya thing going, and all of a sudden, the uh, abatement supervisor is the sharpest guy I've ever met, okay? This guy's money. You never have to figure out where he comes from. He knows exactly where you stand all the time, and I know you businessmen know that's valuable, so, so he he doesn't, he's not getting paid the way he wants to. We have the job site is almost completely worked out to where everybody's gonna be happy. And they, the the supervisor from the abatement company and the facility guys get into a contest and they start bickering. And these guys literally get into a shouting match, a profane shouting match over the phone. Now we had a two-year contract. Both of them went to their corners, folded their arms, and said, forget it. And I went, wait, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> can't we just big hug come on not doing it now in business would you ever expect that both sides loved us we love both sides and two years worth of work banished gone you look at that and you go i don't know what happened but i don't think that was gone right there but listen that's the way so you start thinking and it comes to challenge the condition of your heart amen, to get you to go, God, if you're God, then why? Listen, that was the lie in the, in the garden. Did God really say? So seek first. That word seek means to meditate, to pursue, okay? Pursue the kingdom. And it means that word, uh, the kingdom is the royal power of Christ, triumphant Messiah. See, those words shake me. They inspire me. My triumphant Messiah means he wins at everything. I don't have to figure out this strategic game plan. I just have to go wherever you put me. I'll go play. Amen? (laughs) Go with me to Philippians 4 real quick. You guys give me five minutes. How many give me five minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I got an hour and a half. We'll be out of here by three. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jokes. Jokes. He's got jokes. Listen. I'm telling you by the Spirit the word of deliverance is for you. Whoever you are, there is power to be delivered from whatever is holding you. Amen? Philippians 6, it says, or I'm sorry, Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. That's the same word. Do not have anxiety over anything. This is the word for you, okay? Okay? But in everything with prayer and supplications, let your requests be known to God. And the, here's, a, here's a scripture for me, all you men that battle in your mind and your thoughts. And the peace of God, is that your peace? Where is that coming from? That's coming from God. Do I have to do anything for that? No, He is the Prince of Peace, He is an authority over peace, okay? The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Check it out, fellas. We don't even have to figure it out. It's free. Whether you get it or you don't, will keep your heart and minds through Christ. So all I have to do here, if you are struggling with imaginations, if this is a challenge area for you, and it is for me, I go through seasons where there's nothing, and then all of a sudden there is attack. Fellas, I have learned I will call my wife and go, baby, pray. Because I don't know what's going on today, but it is on. For you guys, I will tell you, I have fought a battle this last week to bring this so that I know, not because I'm a sinner, not because I'm incapable, the Spirit of God is capable to getting you whatever you need. And I can tell that because the battle that I fought to be here today was worthy, I'm telling you. But the peace that passes all of my understanding keeps me. That word keep means it sets up a fortress around my thoughts and my mind. That's huge. Listen, that's huge. I grew up in imagination. The imagination God gave me is on purpose for purpose. When I go in and pray in the spirit, I can see things in picture image like a photograph. And I have learned through the power of the Spirit that that's a gift from God. That's why the enemy came in as a kid and gave me tormenting nightmares and came and challenged my thoughts and my imagination. This is his battleground for me. So this scripture becomes a weapon. I can be victorious for you. Amen? So that peace keeps me. Finally, brethren, look at this list. Here's what we're supposed to do in these times, in this day, in this hour. Whatever's good, true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of any virtue, that means moral excellence. If there's anything praiseworthy in it all, think on these things. That word think is different than being anxious. That's why I break it open. Because if I go, take no thought, but I have to think, you go, that's confusing. Okay, that ain't God. Just so you know. No contradictions in here. Amen? Amen. To reckon an account, to consider, to weigh, if I meditate on the things of God, he lives in my heart, right? I don't receive Christ into my head. I receive him into my heart. This is the tabernacle. And out of the center, when God is the center, his light shines and everybody can see. And when the nation of Israel had the tabernacle in their midst, there was no enemy that could stand against them. There was no battle. They did not win. Now, if you go back and you look over the battle strategy that God has for his children, it was not typical battle tactics. I'm sorry, but if I come against this section right here, and there's all of you, I don't think I know what I'll do. I'll turn the lights out, and they'll kill themselves. <laughs> but, but that's what he did. So he has the ability to establish any battle to the positive or the negative for or against, all I need to do is let him, right, is let him. So in Luke 4, uh, I'm sorry, Luke 10, Martha, you guys familiar with this? Yeah. Martha. It says, Martha was cumbered about with much serving. Here's a big problem with, our, with the church in America. Much serving, where's Mary? She's at Jesus' feet, worshiping, weeping, thanking, right? Now, Martha is doing the good church thing. She's given to the ministry of hospitality. She's struggling and striving. And she's getting madder and madder. If I was going to say in the Hebrew, I'd say she's getting pissed off. But that's in the Hebrew, okay? She says to him, she turns to the Messiah. I mean, I love this stuff. She turns to Jesus and goes, Jesus, seriously? 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 I mean, come on. And he just looks at her, Martha. Man. She says... Have my sister come and serve me. Well, don't you even care? God, don't you care? Listen, don't you care the East Coast just got destroyed? Don't you care? That statement, you want to do a, a, a search? Go look for don't you care and see how many times it comes up. And who were the people asking that question? They were the believers going, Jesus, don't you care about this? I mean, what kind of question is that? The guy that died on the cross. Now, this is before he died. i show you a little timeline, Okay. Don't you care my sister has left me, and bib. therefore that she comes and helps me. Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha. Now, would you say right here that Martha is anxious? Very much so. So with your activity, I will tell you, you need to have thus saith the Lord in your heart. You need to know. You need to not be thinking. You need to know that this is what you're called to do, Okay. One thing is needful. He said, Martha, you're careful and troubled over many things. That's anxious. That's the same word. But the one thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good part, and I'm not taking her from it. Your deliverance starts with your worship, starts with who you have as the king and the head of your life. From that, all things come. Not from the circumstances, and then asking him to fix the circumstances. My life starts with worship, and in that worship, he gives me perfect peace that doesn't need understanding. I don't need to understand any of it. I just need to know, know in knowledge, not in thinking. There is a big difference between thinking and knowing. I will give you this. When my wife walked in, and I am telling you, I am in the Las Vegas fast lane. She walked in and I was sure. Boom. Just like that. Now I'm bartending. I mean, come on. What do you think starts going up? Seriously, Mike? I mean, could, are you kidding me? You say that about, no, no, no. This is Listen, I know. This is different. This is different, right? Knowing there is a Sergeant Anthony. He knows. He's all in. He's not thinking about any of it. All he's looking for is where he goes next, right? Okay. Jesus came as the word, not the written word, but incarnate. In the garden, the pattern was look, think, act, and lose. So with your thinking, you better be ready what you're thinking and calculating on, because in that, if you move into action from your thinking, you just might be giving away paradise. Does that make sense? That's the strategy Through your thinking and your, he said, Eve, look at that. Think about it. Did God really say that? I mean, think about that. Did he really say that? That's not what he meant. Come on. Let's eat the apple. It's no big deal. (laughs) Got into thinking. Boom, there goes paradise. It's a pattern. So I'm going to skip down a little bit. Jesus came as the word. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were all about the mechanics, the knowledge, the logos, but had no revelation of whom he is. If you're in that area, you just pray, God, show yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes so that I can see. God, what is it that's holding me back? And I'm telling you, one moment with God like that, you will be completely cured, healed, delivered, whatever bondage, amen? First Peter says, I cast my cares upon him because he cares for me. That means I toss all anxiety. So whatever is stirring you up, where you start to feel afraid, where you start to get where it's curious or frustrating or confusing, launch that. Listen, discharge that. Give him place right there. God, I thank you that you're the prince of peace. I thank you, Lord, that I don't have to understand. Lord, you know above all things. I just want to thank you, Lord, that the peace of God passes. as washing me, cleaning my mind and my thoughts right now. I guarantee you, you will see a calm sea right there. I guarantee it. The word works, amen? It says the feeble man was made whole in John 5. This is at the pool of Bethesda. So how many people were sitting at this pool? A lot, tons. This pool because an angel would come and stir the water up. And when the water stirred, if you hopped in the water, you were immediately cleansed from all disease. So the natural people just went there. And sat there because they had seen the power of God, which is what we are supposed to be distributing, his power. They saw the miraculous power and they drew near. Listen, if there's no witnessing around your life, ask God to start to demonstrate the power through you. And you will see an attraction come to you that the the world, everywhere Jesus went, because he met needs, he answered questions, he solved problems, right? that was attractive, and people came to him. They knew that there was manifest power in his life. So at the pool, there are all these people, and Jesus walks right in. And nobody responds to him. He speaks to the man and says, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I'm an invalid, but when they trouble the water, nobody will lay me down in there. And he says, just get up. Now, how come he didn't do that to everybody? I mean, I haven't figured these things out yet. But for what I believe it this way. If you look over all the accounts where he went and healed people, this guy believed. He believed. I mean, that's all we have to do is believe. And he said to him, get up. Just get up and go. His circumstances presented an opportunity for God's divine distribution, for evidence and proof that God's power is available. I will ask you this. What circumstances are swirling around your life that are giving God place for his miraculous power? Because there is a whole cloud of witnesses watching you. They know what's happening in your life. They know who you are. They know what you're about. And in these circumstances, they are listening for a voice of truth to speak hope to them. Amen? But if I only talk about my house, our financials, Lack of money, the news, the devastation, the hurt, the famine. Do I project any hope to them? Not at all. And listen, I'm not called to those children. I will send money in Samaritan's Purse because I believe that that anointing is going to change generations. Mine is one-on-one, person-to-person. That's it. I am not close. If there was one person here to be ministered to, I would be just as excited as I am right now because I have that in my heart. Just one, Mike. We just knew where it. It's not going to be crowds. It's just one. Amen? What is it for you? Who is it for you? Amen? Stir that. Pray for that. Ask God to show you that. If you're not sure, then that means I'm walking like this. That was wild. Ooh. Don't do that. If you're not sure... That means I'm walking around like this. And now I'm just kind of walking aimlessly. But God, all I need is that much vision. And now I can see, right? The guy that was blind, he prayed, and the guy could kind of halfway see. And he said, They look like trees. He said, Well, let's pray again. Listen, pray again. Don't lose your hope that it hasn't come to you yet. You might be one prayer away, just like the guy at the pool. You might be one faith step away from him opening your eyes to everything you are supposed to be doing. And listen, maybe it's just that one person. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's like, I have seen more ministry at the Roach Coach truck. Listen, all of you tradesmen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because that guy's marriage is going down. And he comes to work every day. Wow. He comes to work every day looking for hope because no man likes to see himself fail. Nobody. And they walk through life doing what this is what my dad did. I'll just give you provision. And our family went up like a thinking, bomb. Okay, that's not it. He missed the relationship part. So walking next to that man, you can get next to them in relationship just by being who you are. And that guy will open up his heart And the word of God will impact his life and change his whole marriage. That's where it is, guys. It's in here to get filled, to go out there and distribute. Amen? So listen, in being careless, I'm not to have any of these cares. I am not to carry anything except my faith. That's it, okay? Listening to the voice of my Father, I can receive Provision and refreshing. Turn with me to Matthew quickly as I'm closing here. Is this okay? Hallelujah. I knew it was okay. I just, pastor asked that, so I tried to... (laughs) That's gonna come back and get me. (laughs) I think he's streaming. Trouble. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. There's power. In Matthew 11, what color are those words? They're red. Verse 28. Come unto me. Listen, there's your answer right there. Come unto me. Listen, just come here. Just come a step closer. Listen, whatever it is that's holding you back, just, hey, just step in. Just pursue. Just engage. To him, first, set things in order, first things first. Through him, all things, amen? Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. So whoever here, just pray, y'all. Whoever is heavy laden, he knows this, he sees you. Take my yoke. He said, come unto me and I will give you rest. So, Father, I thank you for rest. Heavy laden means the faults of conscience, which oppress the soul. Man, overburdened with ceremonial or spiritual anxiety. I struggled with this for so long. God, look at all that I'm doing. Why don't I have your peace? Why don't I, Billy, if you could come. Where is your peace, God? Listen, we know through scripture that it's bad and it's going to be worse. But that does not release us from being the hope of the world, from being disciples, from being the answer. So I thank you, Lord, for your peace. Listen, there's a lot of you here that I don't know. Maybe today you're going, Mike, dude, you're crazy. But, but something that you said just pray, pray. Right here. All this for right now. Maybe it stirred in you. Touched you. Something you've never felt before. That's just God. That's just dad reaching out to you. Saying, listen, won't you come? Won't you come? So in the spirit, by the spirit, today is your day, whoever you are. If you have never received the Savior, then I'll give you the opportunity in the moment right now. Today could be like me when I saw my wife and I knew that today was the day. If that's you, if you know you need change and you know that this is the way to go, your compass is pointing you in peace, then I just ask that you, you raise your hand. Let us pray for you. Let us pray for you. If that's you. And you know that today you will open up your heart and receive a Savior. And I would ask you to just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For those of you that this word, the word of deliverance, come to me, all you that are heavy laden. If that's you, just stand where you're at right now. Whatever it is, that anxiety, that challenge, that thinking, you know that weight and that burden. It's wearing you out by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Father, you are well able. Your peace is manifest here. If you are close to someone standing, just reach out and lay hands on them. Just reach out. Surround them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You embrace us father you do not want us to carry anything and you are the revealer god you are the god of truth father today we believe for answers for keys that unlock you are bringing revelation holy spirit we thank you lord that you are delivering us from bondage that you are destroying anxiety you are the prince of peace you're above all things father your name is above everything and we command anxiety in Jesus name to go right now we command anxiety frustration bitterness envy contention strife to go right now we believe Lord that you are bringing refreshing you say come and you will give us rest so we thank you Lord your Holy Spirit is descending like a dove upon your children right now hallelujah blue skies clear skies Hallelujah. The smell after the rain. Father, you are our deliverer. And you are delivering us out of what we thought into what we know in you. Your peace and your provision. We don't have to figure it out, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.